0: Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope. Nope. You want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter, that love is love, and that inclusivity is essential for success. So I welcome all colors, genders, and cultures to join us for today's episode. Today's guest helps highly driven visionary entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations management, project management, systems, processes, and strategy to free up their time to do big things in their zone of genius. She is a mother of twin girls who spent 12 years in customer service, event planning, and hospitality before starting her entrepreneurial journey in 2015 with a professional organizing business. Then in 2017, she ventured into the online business space. Now, we didn't start a business because we love the mundane day-to-day tasks that go into running a business, right? But operations are essential to growth. And in this episode, we're going to discuss growing our businesses by creating an efficient and streamlined course experience. She's a podcaster, business strategist, and a productivity and efficiency coach. I'm excited to introduce you to the founder of Process for Profit by Brittany & Co., Brittany Dixon, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited.
0: Me too. And I can't wait to, to dive right in. I want to start by talking about courses as a, as a product. What are some of the reasons why an entrepreneur may want to consider adding a course to the list of things that they offer?
1: Absolutely. Um, So we've probably all seen this and in the online space in general and just in 2020, right? The course and digital and online industry is just blowing up because we never know what's going to happen in life. And having this different way of doing business or working is huge. Um, The course industry is expected to be like $325 billion in the next five years, which is, and that was before pandemic, right? (laughs) Um, So there's a huge growth opportunity with courses. I think that a lot of people are in different mindsets about college and education, and you can still get that stuff at maybe a discounted rate right? when you do these courses, but still get this same amount of value and the same amount of life experience with these things. So I think courses are just a huge way for entrepreneurs to be able to kind of package up their knowledge and leverage their income and their impact in the world. Um, I know that when I started doing courses, I was like, I can sell courses to people in Australia? What? What what do you mean? I can reach people worldwide. Like that was the biggest thing for me is that you have this greater impact outside of just where you live and you can do business all over the world. So um, I think a lot of coaches and consultants want to leverage that. They want to be able to get their impact out to more people. They want to be able to get back their time and have more time freedom. So there's just a lot of ways that courses can kind of help with all of that.
0: And I think that you're absolutely... Like, we could have had this exact conversation a year ago today yep. and this all would have been true. But you you hit the nail on the head when like the, the pandemic causing everybody to work from home and go remotely... It has really changed the game because this this little secret that online entrepreneurs knew that zoom and, and online learning like we knew that last year, yep. <laughs> but the world didn't know it last year, and now now, even my mom, who's probably the farthest thing from an online entrepreneur you can get, yep <laughs> gets it like understands this online um, educational yeah. opportunity, and so I think it's really opened up the the possibility for online and traditional offline entrepreneurs as well because those lines are being merged this year
1: I I love that you called it a secret because I would tell my family and friends what I did and they're like what do you mean you have an online business and I'm like I have a business and it's online and they're like I don't get it (laughs) guys I don't know what you're talking about and now everyone gets it right they're like Oh, you meet with people on Zoom. So that's why you can have clients in New York and California and Australia. Oh, you can create content online, which means you can have courses. Like now people are starting to get that. So this little bubble we had before, which was still a big bubble, right? Like there's still a lot of people. It is now a gigantic bubble of people that are like, oh, I know what you're talking about now.
0: (laughs) Yes. So now it's like legitimized and it's an opportunity for everyone. Now, can you share a little bit about what a course actually... Looks like. So, for those of us who maybe, you know, we've never created one, maybe you've never even taken one. What does it kind of look like, or what are some of the different things it can look like?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So you can have anything from just like a mini course, right? That's maybe a training video and a PDF. And it's just, it's teaching you a specific topic. You're watching the video and you follow along with a worksheet. It can be as simple as that, or it can be a very extravagant thing where you're going through multiple modules of different content. You're learning different topics. um, You're watching videos, you're doing audio, you get live trainings, um, you have guest experts coming in that are teaching you. Things. so um, I think courses it's it's really just packaging up something to teach somebody something um, so really uh, the format of it It depends on your audience. It's going to depend on how people learn. There's a lot of factors. There's email courses, right? Like it drips out five emails and teaches you five different things over five days. Um, So I think courses really can kind of just be an array of different things of how you're getting the content, but it's teaching you something very specific so that you can learn it in a quick, quick manner.
0: And then everybody has something that they can teach people when you think about the questions that people ask you all the time and you're always answering them and things like
1: yep. that. Yeah. I mean, I think any anybody that's an entrepreneur, especially in the online space, you get the same types of questions. You get the same types of topics that people are asking about. Um, and you can really package that in any way. And it's really just... I, I, I ran into this when I created my first course and there was lots of failures that came along with that. But I was doing just market research and coffee chats and talking to people and starting business and I was getting the exact same questions about Trello over and over and over and over again. I was like... Oh, I think I can reach more people if I like package this in some way and like taught it where it didn't take up my time constantly because I can't, like I can only talk to so many people in a day, right? But they're asking the same questions over and over again. So how can I package that? And I created videos and I created templates that I was giving them training on and then they could implement that into their system. So I think it really is just taking some sort of knowledge and putting it into a format that other people can kind of get that knowledge.
0: And I feel like there may be people listening who feel overwhelmed. You know, they're not teachers. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They're not tech savvy. They're not even maybe super business savvy. So let's kind of break something down a little bit. Um, What are the tools or what tool set are most entrepreneurs using to create these courses and even membership sites?
1: Yeah. Um, So this is where I get super passionate about it because most people are using all the different softwares and tools. So obviously you have lots of different options for email marketing to be able to email your people. You have different softwares to create landing pages to send them to, to be able to purchase. Then you have to integrate some sort of payment processing and take their payment. Um, You have to then have some kind of platform to give them the content, whether that be videos, audio, PDF, whatever that is. You have to have a platform for that. Um, You have to have platforms to keep the community and people engaged. You have to have things to market uh, you have to have funnels, right? Everyone's talking about those. There are so many pieces that need to happen for courses uh, that they can be crazy overwhelming, but there are also a lot of ways to kind of simplify that too. Yeah, I feel like right there, heads are starting yeah. to spin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I do this for a living and that makes my head spin even just talking about trying to connect all those pieces together.
0: <laughs> right. And so wh- what are the problems that arise when you're using so many or, or maybe even too many tools. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so I think a lot of people don't map out that customer journey and what that should look like before they start using the tools. So they listen to everybody. Everyone's like, Oh, you need an email marketing tool and a landing page tool and a place to host your membership or your course materials. And they listen to all these things. Everyone tells them that this is the best and then this is the best. And then their best friend's like, No, you have to use this. So everyone's kind of have... Everybody has conflicting opinions on which ones to use and which ones are the best. Um, but the problems come in when you have all these different platforms and you don't even know what the journey is that they go through. right? Like. Do they go to your lead pages page? And then when they sign up and purchase, does that go through PayPal or Stripe? And then when they purchase, what's that next step that happens? Was that in MailChimp? Or did I put that in Thinkific? Like the journey just gets very discombobulated from a backend standpoint and keeping track of that, but also from a customer standpoint and making sure that they don't have to jump through all these hoops to be able to purchase this thing and then take the information in, you want to make sure that's the smoothest possible. And when you have all these tools and you have no idea what is where, it gets really hard to do that.
0: Yes. Hard to organize from yes. a creator point of view. And then if something breaks, it's like you don't know how to... You don't even know where to look to yes. fix it.
1: Yeah, because most likely if you're using those tools, you're also using Zapier to connect them all and do things, um, and if you don't have the zap set up correctly or Zapier breaks and doesn't work, then they might not get access to the course that they just purchased. Which means you have higher customer service tickets coming in, and then you have to deal with those instead of trying to sell the course. Um, so there's just so many things that can go wrong when you start putting in all these different softwares and platforms.
0: So what is the the strategy for finding like the tool or the platform? Or the, you know, I I know they have all-in-one solutions. I use an all-in-one solution. I know you do too. Yeah. But even all-in-one solutions, there's still other things. Like it there can't are. do everything. So again, trying to keep our minds from exploding. Yeah. How can we make <laughs> it easier um, to find the right tools?
1: Yeah. Um, so it really starts with your goal for said course. <laughs> um, you really... And this this is with business too. You really have to know your goals before you decide on the tools. They all do all the things. They all have all the features. But you really need to map out and like literally write down step A through Z what features you need these tools to have before you go try to find them. Um, Because if you have that list and then... So you write down everything that you need, the tool to do. Something is higher priority to you than something else. You can kind of categorize that. So then when you go to search for said tool, if it doesn't fit those categories and those priorities that you need, then you know that you need to look for something else. But if you just start by diving into the tool and setting it up, you're going to set it up, you're going to get into it. And then you're like... Oh, but wait, it doesn't have this thing. And that's something that was really important. So then you wasted time setting up a tool that's not going to work for you. So you really need to kind of dive into the goals of the course or the business and really look at what you need the software to do because most of them do all the things, but what's most important to you.
0: Now, how far ahead do you recommend people think about? Like, because you want to plan for growth, right? But you also want to stay realistic and within your budget. So how do you kind of weigh that out too?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And that is definitely something that I ran into when I first started. I tried to like piecemeal and do all the free things, which is great to an extent. But you also have to think about how much time it's going to take you to piecemeal and fix broken pieces and fix customer service issues because of said broken pieces and how much headache you're going to have and stress and overwhelm and anxiety and really weigh that and say, do I want to piecemeal everything for free to do that? Or should I just go with something that's maybe a little bit more costly, but it's going to take care of a lot of those issues and it's something that I can grow into. So as business owners, it is really hard to do investments like that, especially when you're not making money. Um, But if you... Again, goes back to your goals. If you know that this is something you're going to grow and it's going to be bigger and you want to sell hundreds, thousands of courses... Then you need to kind of weigh that because I've seen people piecemeal it and the stress and the headache and the overwhelm and the problems and the money lost because they're doing that is oftentimes way greater than if they just paid for a tool.
0: True. Cause, cause if you pay for the tool, you're also more likely to be able to get this course up and running and selling within the next 30 to 90 yes. days where if you're trying yep. to piecemeal it together, it's going to take you that same 30 or 90 days just to figure out how to make it look awfully oh, decent. For
1: sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And it might take longer, right? Like you might be piecemealing together and then you figure out one system doesn't work with all the other ones. And then you have to reconnect and redo things. And then the whole thing is just broken. So um, I, I think it really just comes back to the bigger picture and the strategies. Is this something that you're just trying to throw a course together really, really fast and sell just to make money? Or is it something that's going to be long-term in your business that you know is going to grow and change and evolve.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the tech that you specifically are using or the stuff that you have used and have have migrated away from. Yeah, um, for sure. Sh- tell me a little
1: bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I'm a systems person and I do it for my clients and I've tried them all. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I've been in every system in some capacity in some way. Um, so when I first started doing stuff, I, I did stuff the freeway and I was doing Thinkific for free and connecting it with, I think I used Active Campaign, So I did pay for a little bit more expensive, um, email marketing software. So I connected it in with that, but then I had to use Zapier. So then I was like, well, now I have to pay for for that because I need more than five zaps. And um so that was the email marketing, the course platform. So it, kind of when I was in that point, I was like, you know what? There has to be kind of a better all in one. And I, I'm an all in one kind of girl as it is. So um I, I checked out everything and then I found entreport and I was like ooh entreport? What's this? It's got all the things. It's got landing pages and email marketing and all the stuff that I'm doing in like five different softwares. And it is a little bit more expensive, but then I don't have to connect all these. So tried that. It was very hard to use, (laughs) in my opinion. And this was like two years ago, so it could be very different now. But um, so I used Entreport and it was just very overwhelming. I didn't know how to do stuff in there. I felt like I was wasting a lot of time, Um, but I made it work. I was like, it's still an all-in-one. I'm not piecing stuff together. Um, So then I ended up, I think it was last year. It might've been a year and a half ago. I found Kartra. (laughs) And literally, lifesaver. And this actually happened. I was trying to find something to move from Entreport. I was like, you know what? It is too cumbersome. I feel like I have to pay someone to do all the things. And I don't want to do that. I want to be able to do it myself if I want to. So I started looking. And it was ClickFunnels and Kajabi. Like, those are the only two that I could find. ClickFunnels, Kajabi. I'm like, all right. So I tested out ClickFunnels. Freaking hated it. I was like, I don't... I, and you still have to connect some pieces in there. I was like... Not a fan. So then I I tried Kajabi and I was like, this is my only other all-in-one option. So I'm trying it. I'm doing the things. I'm like, oh, this still doesn't feel easy to use. Like, I still feel like there's things missing and it's not intuitive. So then I came across a blog article. This was literally right before my Kajabi was getting ready to like re-up and actually get out a free trial. And I found a blog article that said ClickFunnels versus Kajabi versus Kartra. And I was like... Hold the phone! <laughs> what is Kartra? Um, so I dove into Kartra, did the free trial, tested it out, and I loved it. I was like, you know what? Nope, Kajabi is out. I'm I'm going all in on Kartra. So. I found Kartra and it really is an all-in-one for online marketing. Um, It does your landing pages, your email marketing, your products and payment processing. It actually is the membership site inside of it. Um, You can host your website on there if you want. It's got a help desk. So there's just so many pieces in there and it's all together. So I basically moved from... Oh, and it hosts videos. So I moved from Vimeo. I don't have Vimeo anymore. I moved out of Thinkific. I moved out of Entreport. I moved out of um, Acuity because it has a calendar built in. And I moved out of Zendesk because that's what I was using for help desk. So I took five softwares, moved into one and saved myself like $150 a month. And it's all connected.
0: (laughs) And I also use Kartra. Yeah. And love it. Um, A couple things that I think you missed is it also handles the affiliate stuff.
1: Oh my God. And I don't know how I missed that because they do automatic affiliate payouts, which is like unheard of on most affiliate platforms. It's amazing. Yes.
0: And that has been a lifesaver for me as I created summits and digital programs and want to bring in affiliates to help you promote it. Um, And the other cool thing, this isn't my, you know, my bagger fun but yeah I I couldn't think of what I wanted to say but they have an affiliate marketplace so if you're just like an affiliate marketer and you want to find more affiliate deals to market you can go to the marketplace and find those and you mentioned the video hosting yep it does so many cool things like you can embed so many cool things opt-in forms inside the videos and do all sorts of
1: I love it you can redirect people after they watched a video. You can have them click buttons. like it, it just does so many things that some of these other platforms don't, and mm-hmm. again, I had five platforms I was using and paying for and having to log into and like keeping track of, and now I literally go to one place for almost all of it.
0: Well, what else so, like I said, I feel like I could record a whole hour just about how awesome Kartra is.
1: <laughs> I actually recorded a whole podcast episode. It was like 30 minutes about how awesome Kartra was.
0: <laughs> but What else are you still using? Like, I will say I haven't gone into Kartra's calendar yet, so I'm still using Calendly, but I'd love to know what else yeah. you for other elements of course creation. Yeah.
1: So, and I said, I moved in from Acuity to there. I actually ended up going back to Acuity for now because they do have some things in the calendar that just are not there yet. That just won't work. Um, I think it'll work if you have one calendar that's super simple, super easy, but I have multiple calendars. I've, there's just too much going on. So once you get complex, it doesn't work as much. But, um, so as far as other course things. I mean, honestly, Canva to create graphics and PDFs, um, which that won't do for you, but it hosts them and gives you links for them. Um, and then I actually, just set up. I had a Facebook group. I was not a fan of having a Facebook group. I feel like it's just very crowded. Um, so I just found this tool called tribe.so and there's another one called circle.so, which is kind of the community component. So I have a membership site. So my community is there for those members. Um, and it acts a lot like Facebook, but it also has like a gamification piece where it gives people points for doing things. Um, but honestly, other than Tribe and Canva, like I literally can't think of anything else that comes into course creation other than Kartra. What do you use I'm to record somewhere? your videos? Do you
0: use Zoom or something else?
1: Yeah, I just use my Zoom because I'm already paying for it. So you might as well. And then I also use Loom if I'm doing any kind of screen sharing, which is again, another tool I just use in the business. Um so, yeah, I, again, I like to keep things simple and less tools is better.
0: <laughs> what about editing? Do you do a lot of editing in your videos?
1: I don't do tons of editing. Um, if I do any editing, I do like iMovie on my Mac, which again I already had. but I typically I either try and like run straight through or just roll with it.
0: <laughs> I do the same thing. I feel like it makes you more relatable and personable. Yeah, I mean for people. Sure. Even if you took a college class, right? Like it's just a professor right. <laughs> sitting in front talking, teaching the yep. material. So it's like, you have to have the confidence, you know the material and you just present it how you present it. And if you mess up, you mess up and
1: nobody's yeah, gonna that's, And that's, I mean, that's part of my brand anyway is like, I have twins and I run a business full time. Like sometimes we have to wing it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I don't do tons of editing, but if I do, it's typically in just an iMovie that I already have.
0: Awesome. Well, I love that we've kind of broken down some some strategies, hopefully, that spinning heads have slowed down a little bit yeah. and starting <laughs> to see that this is manageable. Um, and you're really a master at, at working smarter and not harder. That's what you've built your whole brand and your company around. Can you tell us a little bit about the masterclass that you offer, including who should attend, like
1: who is it made for and what they will learn by attending? Yeah, for sure. Um, So my free masterclass is called Work Smarter, Not Harder and Double Your Revenue. Um, It is really for that entrepreneur that's maybe brand new or even like a couple years in the journey and still just doesn't feel like things are clicking and working. Um, They feel like they're kind of all over the place with ideal client and just strategy in general. Um, They're the people that sign up for every single system under the sun. And they're like, Oh, Trello, cool. Asana, yes. Monday, let's do it. They sign up for all the things. Um, They're throwing spaghetti at the wall and really just don't have consistency in income or clients or any of that. Um, So I really... I walk through my road to scalability method where I teach them the strategy and the systems and give them the support. But... um, And this is my method for my one-on-one clients, my group clients, everybody. You really have to recognize... (laughs) before you try to optimize, automate, and document to delegate, right? So you really need to know what your goals are, what the big picture is, what your strategies are, what success is to you, what you want, before you try to come in here and create systems and optimize things. Um, I see way too many people, they're like, Oh, automation. And I'm like, What are we automating? And they're like, Well, I don't know, but it sounds really cool. And I'm like... Well, we should probably get some systems and strategy in place before we try to automate anything. Because if you automate broken processes, you're going to create lots of headaches. (laughs) Um, But walking them through that process of having the strategy, then setting up the systems to help that strategy along so they can work smarter and not harder. um, Then automate those things. Then once you have that in place, you can start documenting your processes so that you can delegate. Um, Even if you don't want a big team and you just want to have a VA, you need to have that stuff in place to be able to efficiently pass things off so we walk through that whole method i give you a lot of tips on different systems that i use cleaning up your digital workspace your inbox detox like just being able to sit down at your desk and work smarter with a routine in place and a, a organized workspace and really get more done in less time so that you can hit your goals faster
0: that is amazing and i feel like when you say it like listening to you break it down it just makes so much sense it just seems yeah. so e- so easy. <laughs> But then reflecting back on my own business and like automation is, is a goal, right? It's either automate or outsource and sometimes both, but wanting to jump right to that automation piece. And you're so right that even I, I know that I try to jump to automation before I have the system Yeah, and I think a a
1: lot of people do. And I think automation's talked about, they're like, automate this and automated sequences and automated. people are like, well, I want that because I want that to happen while I'm sleeping. But if you don't have a process for it, and then you try to automate said non-process, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> like, you're just automating something that was broken to begin with. Um, and I think a lot of people do. They, they're they like, oh, I need to hire a VA. I'm like, okay, cool. What is the VA going to do? Do you have instructions for said VA to do that? Um, I have ran into people before that they're like, you know what? I've had like six VAs and they never work out. And I'm like common denominator. Did you have processes in place? And did they know what they were supposed to be doing with expectations and tools? And they're like, well, I'm like, the problem might have been you, not the VA. You need to get those things in place before you try to outsource. Um, so yeah, I, I walk through that with my one-on-one people, my group clients, my membership, everybody, because you can't skip that strategy piece of knowing what you're even... Do- it's like taking a road trip. Without having like an end destination. It's great, right? Probably not a great way to build a sustainable business if you're just all over the place.
0: <laughs> right. And I swear, um, I feel like you're looking into my past. When My first <laughs> VA I hired, I wanted a VA because I wanted somebody to assist. Yeah. With my stuff. Yep. And then every day I was trying to find something for her to do because I didn't have that plan or that, that road map. Yep. And once I was able to backtrack, like realize that I'm doing this wrong, I created the plan. I cre- but, but I ended up wasting a lot of money and stress on both of us. Like it wasn't yeah. fair to her either yeah. because I'm paying her and she wanted to deliver and I wasn't giving her a clear. So yeah. it, it ended up being, I mean, we're fine. We're fine yeah. now. But yeah, it ended for up being sure. A huge but it heading. is. And
1: we we all do it. I did it too. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hire a marketing person because I need someone to do my marketing. I'm gonna hire this person because I but like I didn't know what those things needed to even look like. So then when they were doing the thing, I'm like, oh sh- yeah, sure. That sounds great. Cool. And then I would come back and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's what I wanted. I, I mm. <laughs> But if you don't have that clear right. picture, and if you don't know what it's supposed to look like, how are they supposed to know what it's looking like? So that's why I dive into like, you really need to know like, what is your five-year goal? Like we need to know big picture before we pick systems and processes and people and automation. Like you don't need to think about any of that until you know what the business is supposed to look like. And I tell people a lot of Times too, some of them skip over the automation before they hire. And I'm like, no, that could be automated. Like, that does, you don't need to pay a VA to do that. If you can set that up on Zapier and have something set up to do that for you, to automatically send out emails, to send reminders for appointments, like that, you don't need a VA to do that. You need to automate before you hire. So I walk them through the process. I show them all the things to work smarter and not harder because I see way too many entrepreneurs working 17, 18 hours a day. And they're like, But I still didn't hit my goals. And I'm like, because you're doing a lot of the wrong things and you don't have the right systems in place. (laughs) Yes.
0: Now, where can people sign up for the masterclass?
1: Yeah. So it's actually just b.link forward slash training. So it's just a, a link shortener. So I'll drop that and give that to you too. Yes, and it will be in the show
0: notes. Um, and where can our audience connect with you and learn more about you and your yeah, business? For sure.
1: Um, so you can go to ProcessForProfit.co, or I am hanging out on Instagram most these days. So it's actually Brittany and Co. Consulting. Um, do lots of fun stories, and I do cake decorating on the side. I've got twins, and you know all the things. <laughs> cake
0: decorating.
1: Yes. Oh, your kids must be so happy about that. Do they get oh, they, to eat like tons of they cake? They do. I, before the pandemic and everything I went to a cake class once a month and I would just bring home a cake and they'd just be waiting <laughs> like what flavor is it this time
0: <laughs> I'm longing for some really good frosting like the real buttercream like the homemade yeah. living in an RV we don't get to bake a lot
1: Ah, uh, yes yeah but I would absolutely. miss that too I'm a baker
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to be with us and to share so much information about building courses and educational products. Um, I think the tech is one of the biggest things that holds people back. So I think this will be extremely beneficial for people to start creating some digital products. For sure.
1: Yeah. Think big picture and know what you want before you dive into the tech. That's what I tell everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: We'll see ya. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at megbremson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.